Welcome to the Otherworldly Oracle official podcast, and welcome back to season three, the magical number. We are your hosts, Kitty and Alora. When witches aren't casting spells and reading charms, what do they do for fun? In this episode, we're heading to the theater to dish on our favorite witchy-themed movies, as well as curling up on the couch to review our favorite magical TV series. In addition, we'll share our go-to witchy tunes, favorite literature, and explore the world of magical gaming just in time for the Samhain slash Beltane season, depending on your hemisphere. So grab your popcorn and settle in. Okay, so before we get into it, this is going to be a semi-spoiler alert. I'd like to say, be aware that we will do our best not to spoil any of the movies, TV shows, or books, etc. that we're going to discuss in this episode. I said we will do our best. So if you hear a movie or series or what have you that you haven't watched or listened to yet, it might be best to skip forward a minute or two so that you don't you know, hear anything pertinent. Okay. Okay. First, let's dive into some witchy themed movies. Yes. And hi, Laura, by the way, I should say, how do you? Hi, how are you? <laughs> We've been uh, looking forward to say, this for so long, right? I was just going to say, um, when you were saying you skip forward a few minutes, I was going to be like, capiche, capiche. Everybody get it? Good. <laughs> do not do not come for us because this movie we'll was spoiled best. for you. Right. We'll do our best. But I feel like a lot of this, maybe at least half the stuff, most witches and pagans have watched because there are a lot of classics. But if not, you know, figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, like, I feel like there's a certain level of witchy entertainment that yeah. all witches achieve <laughs> at uh, some point. You mean like in your Netflix feed where there's literally like an algorithm and now you have like a a stream of witchy things? Oh, yes. Oh, I yes, don't have girl. that yet. You have that. Oh, I do have that. It comes up with a playlist that says movies about witchcraft. <laughs> I was super jealous of that when you were like, look at this. I was like, what? I don't have that in my Netflix feed yet? You're not watching any more TV, husband. You're ruining know, my right? algorithm. Exactly. You're messing <laughs> up my witchy algorithm. Okay, so we're going to start out with our favorite witchy movie of all time. And mm. on the count of three, we're going to both say it. Okay. One, two, three. Practical, Practical magic. magic. <laughs> Midnight margaritas. Exactly. I feel like this is in and of itself an initiation. <laughs> ah, true. Right? I don't Very know. True. I I don't know. I think so. I just feel like it is, it's just that super classical witchy movie. It has, first of all, it's solely about witches. Yes. 
which whole is family. which is what you want. Yeah. And like your best witchy themed movies, right? Exactly. Um, but yeah, and you have some of the best actresses in it too, I think. Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman. Yes. This is the chick agreed. from that plays Rizzo in Greece. She's one of the ants. Oh, you had to ask me that. <sighs> Hold, please. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you in a second. Uh, I want to say, mm, it's on the tip of my tongue. And the other chick too was in a bunch of movies. The other ant, I'm sorry, not the other chick. The other ant, hold on. We're going to look it up. Ants and magic. I got it. Stockard oh. Channing. Is what is her name again? Stockard Channing. Stockard That's Channing. It. Yes. Yes. Is Aunt Frances. And then Diane Weist is Aunt Diane Jet. Weist. Yes. She was in Lost Boys. Did you love that movie? Not what she um, vampire movie. Uh, dude, it's been so long since I've seen that one. <gasps> like one of my favorites of all time. If I had a name like a top 10, it's definitely there. But, but anyway. why do you? Okay. So here's a question like, yeah, for everybody listening out there, why do you think? which I'm going to give my two cents as well. But why do you think that practical magic is so popular among witches? Because there's, you know, tons of witchy entertainment, witch movies, et cetera, out there. Why is this one basically spanning the test of time? My modern generations is it's more endearing and more mm. sentimental than some of the other witchy movies. For instance, you know, you have the relationship between the two sisters. Was it Sally and Jilly, right? Or Jenny, mm -hmm. Jilly, Jilly. Yeah. Jilly Bean. Jilly. Sally and Jilly. And then you have the aunts and then you have Sally's two daughters, right? So there's this like family dynamic where they're, you know, kind of like on this journey together, right? And they're exploring and they're kind of learning about the relationship with one another and they're supporting each other. I think that, I don't know. I feel like that brings in the, just a more of a human element to it than some of the other witchy theme movies out there. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's a couple of reasons. So I think that you're dead on with, um, basically, uh, you, we see generational witchcraft in, in actual practice in that movie. Um, we also see a lot of, so it does have elements of fantasy in it, right? Because there are portions of the movie that can't, you know, don't happen in real life, but there are also a lot of portions of the movie where the craft is very practical. Yes. Um, because one of the main characters has a bath and body shop, um, where she makes bath and body products from herbal you know herbal oh help me out organic herbal um remedies and, and things like that for yes. bath and body. i want to yeah. go to that shop so bad right but i think yeah i think it's not made to be super fantastical and i think some real practical um elements of witchcraft are included yes uh, omens in that as well they use they use old school omens that are part of american folklore which i really love like um Right. Spoil it. But you know, there's some omens mixed in as well. Right. And, yeah. and like feminine power 
in that movie. I mean, I was going to go there next. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's all about womanhood and sisterhood and, and all of that. And there's ghosts and there's also, um, you know, there's a little bit of romance as well, which is good. If you're into that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's all All right. It's got a little bit of everything, I think. And if you have not, you all have not seen it, you need to go and watch it stat. You know, I'm really disappointed. Um, this year, normally they put practical magic on Netflix during Samhain season. Yeah. They're not doing that this year. Oh, pretty annoying. Maybe you can find it on prime or Hulu or something. You can find it on, I believe Amazon Mm -hmm. to rent. Um, and I think, I think it's also on Apple something. I wanted to show it to my daughter because she's 13 now. So I thought maybe. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. See, it's a movie you can share, you know, with, with your kids. It's fairly, I don't think it's like the, it's definitely not like, you know, there's not, what is it like PG 13, maybe something like that. Yeah. Well, you definitely have to wait till they're older, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's the next one on the list lady? Well, I have the craft and I mean the old version, like from the nineties. Oh my gosh. You just said the old version from the nineties. I'm like, what other craft is there? (laughs) Oh girl, there's a new one. I tried to watch it. My husband was actually like, he was so supportive. He's like, yeah. He's like, you want to watch the new one? And I'm like, eh, I heard it wasn't that great. He's like, let's watch it. You know, it's nostalgic, you know? And like, literally right. we got like five minutes, not even we're like three minutes. And he's like, I can't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's we're talking the about same. the craft with, hold on. We're talking about the craft with Feruza Balk, who is one of my all time favorite macabre yeah. actresses. Oh, she's, uh, she's gorgeous. I love her. It also stars Robin Tunney um, and Nev Campbell who I loved in the nineties, um, party of five, anyone, um, what love? I love her. Nev. She's great. Yeah. And Rachel true, who is actually a witch What? For anyone. Yeah. She was actually in, um, what was Wait, it? Did she years? play the main character? Like the main, main character? No, she plays Rochelle. The blonde. Wait, no, the, the, um, woman of color. Okay. Thank you. All right. I'm getting my wires crossed here. Gotcha. But she, but a couple of years ago I reviewed, um, what was it called? Hmm, help me. I don't know. Oh, I reviewed a magazine. <laughs> um, I can't, it's something living enchanted living magazine. And Rachel true was in an article in that magazine talking about magic and the craft. That's awesome. I need to read that. I think that's great. Well, Feruza owned her own metaphysical shop back in the yeah. day in California. I think it was in LA from what I remember. Yeah. So this is the craft that we're talking about and yes. not the new one, the legit, the OG, <laughs> the OG craft. Um, it is also very nostalgic and popular among, I would say millennials, maybe even Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. When did it come out early or like mid nineties? I can't remember now. Let's see. It came out. 
IMDB to the rescue. (laughs) It came out in, well, of course I say IMDB to the rescue. Now I can't find the date. Ridiculous. Um, Okay. This is the nineties. Okay. But apparently the nineties are very in style with the younger generations right now because 1996. There you go. I was at the park with my son the other day and there was like a 13 year old playing Nirvana. I smell teen spirit and nine inch nails on her phone. And I was oh, like, you about this girl. <laughs> I know. I know. I, what? I, my oldest stepson, he is getting into Nirvana lately. And I'm just like, you don't even know. <laughs> I mean, it's good that they know really like actual good music, but at the same time, you're like, what? Yeah. But I think that our parents thought that when we were like, yes, Fleetwood Mac, mm. like they mm. were like, um, you weren't even alive, <laughs> which there will be many conversations had about that coming up soon. Right. <laughs> okay. Next so so for anybody who hasn't seen the craft, um, it has more fantastical elements in it than practical magic. It is probably sh- definitely shadow side in it too. Yeah. There's, there's a darker side, um, to the craft. And I would not recommend that for children. Well, unless you can separate, which I think we should talk about too, separating fiction from reality as far as a craft goes or maybe we save another episode for that but anyway. <laughs> well i just mean it's it's probably not one to watch with kids under i don't know yeah i know what you're saying i was just thinking like teen wise if they're beginning maybe you don't show the craft to them as like a good reference it's <laughs> a good example yeah <laughs> probably not no. okay what's yeah. next on your list Okay. Well, we're just going to go with my list or do you have a list too? We're going to go down the list. I'll insert when necessary. Fine. I have in a movie that I know like literally every freaking line to Hocus Pocus. Yes. And that one came out in 1993. Can you Mm -hmm. believe that? Oh God. I was 10. Yeah. Yeah. I was eight. Oh, that dates us. Watch that movie. Me and my friend Jessica watched that movie on VHS, by the way, in like the big box TV. She had a VHS like connected to, you know, what I'm talking about. Right. We had a copy of that. No, we didn't even. We just had her mom rent it from <laughs> rent it from the video store. Um, blockbuster Friday nights. Like Woo-hoo. every weekend. Her mom would be like, What do you guys want to watch this week? And we'd be like, Focus, focus. Like, we you've seen that like every weekend. I know all the lines to it still. My, my kids are like, do you really know every single line? I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, that one starred Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy and Jimmy. So good. And, and they are actually in the middle of filming Hocus Pocus two, or yeah. I actually, well, I don't know about filming that. I actually saw a video of the production crew, um, setting up the village for the filming. So it's coming. There is a, a, a two coming. It is going to star all of the original cast or what? the main characters. Yes. Wait, do you, mean, Bo- you don't know about this. 
I know about it, but I didn't know it was going to have all the original cast. Yes, girl. Is all three Laura of them. Birch in it too? I don't know about that one, but I know. There's a little girl, uh, Danny. In it. Yeah. I don't know about that, but I do know Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy and Jimmy are all reprising their original roles. Oh my God. So yeah, it's just like classic. It's, it's freaking classic, witchy, but like family oriented, right? Like your family. Right. I mean, we were eight and 10 and watching it. So you can definitely watch it with your kids. Um, and in fact, the second one, I don't know if the first was the first. Oh yeah. The first one was they're both, um, both the first one and the second one are Disney productions. So, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, definitely a PG. So there you go. Um, for anybody- every year for Halloween too. We haven't yet though, but we need to. So, uh, from IMDB, so we don't spoil anything. Hocus Pocus is about a curious youngster who moves to Salem where he struggles to fit in before awakening a trio of diabolical sister witches that were executed in the 17th century. Mm. Um, this one I really liked because it, I mean, I liked it as a kid, but now as an adult, like I realized they put so much adult humor in that movie. Oh yeah. That that's why my parents, you know, could watch it and laugh. Um, yeah, at the what same about time that part, I was watching it. it. What about that part that I realized now when in the very beginning, and again, okay, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this, I'm going to try not to spoil it too much, but anyway, and it's in the beginning and Sarah Jessica Parker literally says about this kid or the, you know, this kid, this young man, she's like, hang him on a hook and let me play with him. <laughs> and this is in like a Disney movie. <laughs> Oh so yeah, technically my favorite, I don't need to edit that out. So <laughs> my favorite part though was spoiler alert, fast forward. Um <laughs> my favorite part of the movie was always when the when he lights the candle and Danny's like, a virgin lit the candle. Oh, I had to answer questions about that with my daughter at one point. <laughs> Uh, that was always my favorite part. It is funny. The movie's great. It really is. Well, that was my favorite part as, as an adult. Okay. Yes. After I understood what that all meant. <laughs> mm. Mm. Okay. So do you want me to go ahead and give one of mine? Yes, please. Okay. So um, the next one on the list on our collective list is the worst, Witch. You have to be very old to know this movie. I'm talking about the original movie with Feruza Bulk and Tim Curry. And it was actually made in 1986 or came out in 1986. Um, it starred Diana Rigg, Charlotte Ray, Tim Curry, Feruza Bulk. And it is basically about a little girl who goes to a witch academy. And she literally is a walking disaster. <laughs> but I've never seen it but her heart is in the right place. And so, um, she ends up, you know, basically it ends well. Okay. I'll just say that. But if you've never, it's hard to find my mother, actually, it was, oh, geez, it was right before I came to Australia. So it was 2019 for Christmas that year. She actually went and found this movie on DVD 
and gave it to me. And now I have it on DVD because you couldn't find it anywhere. Like they're not selling it. Um, but now wait, wait, DVD, what's that? Just kidding. Yeah. But now there is, um, if you are on Netflix and you search up the worst, witch, there's a series, um, of the same name, but it's, it's new. That's, um, that series came out of this particular movie. Um, so nice. I've never seen it. So here, I'll read you the little IMDB blurb. Um, Mildred Hubble, Feruza Balk, is one of the young girls at a prestigious witch academy. She can't seem to do anything right and is picked on by classmates and teachers. The headmistress of the school, Miss Cackle, who is Charlotte Ray, has an evil twin sister who plans to destroy the school. Can Mildred foil the plan before the grand wizard, Tim Curry, comes to the academy for the Halloween celebration you'll never forget? Hmm. Tim Curry is amazing in that movie and he's where I first was introduced to him in childhood. He's great. And this is random and it's not what you related, but you all will maybe understand. He is great in home alone too. He's like the hotel manager. Oh yeah. He's great <laughs> in anything. Like I think Hilarious. wherever, you, wherever you were introduced to him <laughs> from the beginning, like tells a lot about your personality because a lot of people their first introduction to him was rocky horror picture show yeah i saw that too oh never mind let me not give my opinion on that because i don't want to piss people off (laughs) okay so what is the next one on your list oh gosh one of the first witch movies i've ever seen when i was young and i i don't know like how appropriate it was like to watch as a young person but i watched the witches of eastwick with Cher and michelle pfeiffer and who is it susan sarandon i think and jack yes. yes oh my god that is such a good movie it makes me want to go watch it again just talking about it actually now that i said it <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, okay, so it's about these three, I'm just ad-libbing here because I'm not reading IMDb, but it's about these three women who are all kind of coming out of, either they're coming out of a marriage or a relationship or they're just been out of one for a long time or whatever. And this stranger comes to town and he's like really rich and charming and um, essentially they awaken to their powers as witches and they move into this fellow's mansion and learning things about him that are pretty interesting and there's just a lot of it's there's some it's dark it's pretty dark all around but it's fun (laughs) well do you like that movie or no yes i saw it i haven't seen it in a really long time um but yes i i i saw the book Um, supposedly too so here, I'll give you the little IMDB. Okay, do that. Um, in the traditional and conservative Eastwick, the sculptress Alexandra Medford, the shy musician and teacher Jane Spoford, and the journalist Suki Ridgemont are best friends. Alexandra is the widow. Jane is divorced since she can't have a child. And Suki is divorced because she frequently gets pregnant and has five children. They are sexually repressed. And one night they describe the characteristics of their ideal man while drinking. There is a storm on the town and the mysterious Daryl Van Horn appears in town and buys a notorious mansion. 
Nobody can recall his name, but he seduces the three friends. Meanwhile, the pious Felicia Alden, who is married to Suki's boss, Clyde Alden, has a weird accident and feels that Daryl is the devil. When Felicia dies, Alexandra, Jane, and Suki realize that there is something strange about Daryl, but what can they do? (laughs) Okay, so all of that part, the seduction part, is probably not what I should have been watching at like, you know, 10, but anyway. (laughs) Yes, well, this movie actually came out in 1987, and it is rated, well, today it is rated M, so that would be R back in our day. Oh, and by the way, they rated things very liberally back then because I like 80s movies. I'll watch sometimes with my kids and I'll be like PG-13. I'm like, oh, my God, this is definitely rated R. Like, I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Totally dating ourselves with this episode. But anyway, okay. so Witches of Eastwick, it's another really good one. It does give in to, you know, the stereotypical witch thing but I feel like it's really entertaining. Okay. And my your turn. turn. Go. Okay. So the next one on my side is the house with a clock in its walls. Oh, so good. Yes. This is one that um, we actually watched with the kids. It's, it's um, rated PG. It came out in 2018. Um, it stars Jack theater. Black. Yeah. Huh? We saw it in the theater, me and Corey. I oh, did you? Well, it stars Jack Black and Kate Blanchett um, and some other people, but those are the two um, big names in it, I guess. Um, and it is about, oh Lord. Um, okay. In 1955, the orphan Louis Barnavelt arrives in Michigan to live with his uncle, Jonathan. Soon he learns that his uncle is a warlock and his best friend Florence Zimmerman is a witch. Jonathan accepts to teach witchcraft to Lewis and explains that there's only one rule in the house. The boy cannot open a cabinet in the house. Lewis is outcast at school and his mate Tarby Corrigan is the only boy that pays attention to him. He decides to invite Tarby to come home and the boy opens the cabinet and they discover a necromancy book inside. Lewis goes to the cemetery with Tarby to resurrect a dead, the dead, and they choose the tomb of Isaac Izzard, who is a powerful wizard and plans to destroy mankind. What will happen next? Um, Ugh, it was, Tarby. It was a, yeah, it was a really entertaining <laughs> movie. It was. We liked it. Yeah, it's a good movie. I recommend And it's it. funny. Yes. Jack Black's awesome. Who doesn't love Jack Black? I know who doesn't love Jack Black. He's great. School of Rock too. Not what you related, but my kids love that movie. <laughs> so do I. I literally tell my daughter, "Get off your ass and let's do some math." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> okay. So shall right, I do t- my next one, or what do you think? Yes, go. Okay, The Mists of Avalon. And this was actually like a TV or sorry, sorry, made for TV movie years ago. Like I think late mini series, mini series. Yeah. And it is based on a book by Marion Bradley Zimmer, I believe is her name. Mm -hmm. I will be completely honest and say that I tried to read the book and I know it didn't happen. It was, it dragged too much for me, but the movie itself or the series, whatever 
to me it it's it's just it's littered with pagan elements with magical witchy elements and it's based on the arthurian legends but it's told yes. from the point of view of the women in the legends um i.e you know morgan le fay and also guinevere and uh, morgan le fay's mom i forget yep. but anyway really good uh however like there are i don't want to say like trigger warnings but there's some you know um what is the word i'm looking for i don't know adult themes we will say in it so it's not really a family series that i would recommend um and i will tell everyone that it starred angelica houston juliana margulies joan allen i mean these are some pretty big names um in tv yeah. uh samantha mathis so yeah it sounds good for sure it if you haven't seen it you need to see it especially if you're drawn to like the arthurian uh, avalonian type magic and legends i will say though like if you get i don't know like the book the the whole thing is based on a book by this author who the author turned out to not be such a great person so but mm -hmm. you need to just i guess maybe separate person from story yeah, the synopsis says, um, based on the bestseller by Marion Zimmer Bradley, it tells the story of the women behind King Arthur, including mm -hmm. his mother, Ingrain, his half-sister Morgan, Mor or Morgan, Mor Mor whatever. Um, Morgan or Morgan? I don't know how you spell that. Um, Morgan, they pronounce it in or the Morgaine. series. However, it people also pronounce it Morgan. His, uh, his aunt uh, Vivian, the lady of the lake and his wife, Guinevere. Have you not seen it? No, I haven't. Oh God. You have to see it. There's the Beltane rights and all kinds of things in it. Yeah. So definitely not kid friendly. <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's not kid friendly. Nope. All but right. It's worth it. If you're, if you're pagan, even you'll, you'll get it. You'll be like, okay, this is really, yeah. Oh, and Lorena McKennett's um, song, what is it? The Mystic's Dream is part of the soundtrack. Ah, uh, that sells it right there, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, how about you? Go ahead. Any more movies? Okay. Or, we, we, oh, yeah. Well, I feel like we need to move on to shows, but let's do a few more movies maybe. Okay, I have two more. Okay, go ahead. So I don't think that I need... Um, any explanation to the next one? Um, Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you don't know that Harry Potter exists, um, I don't know. <laughs> you need to go get educated. Right. So Harry Potter, of course, is about, you know, the school of witchcraft and wizardry and, um, yeah, all the, all those good things. I mean, there were seven, like, I feel like I shouldn't have to say what Harry Potter is about. We're such HP nerds in our house. We love it. All of us. I mean, if you don't know what house you are, like, I think I just feel like that's Wait. part of people's <sighs> introductions. Okay. I want to guess your house. So don't tell me, don't tell me. Okay. Fudge. I feel in my heart that you're one of two. I feel like you're either Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff. Ravenclaw. Oh, Ew, I'm Ravenclaw. <laughs> you 
Mm. You're Slytherin. Whatever. <laughs> I'm totally Ravenclaw. My daughter. Oh, it's funny. I tell it's so funny. Yesterday, well, it was the other day. Slytherin, wow. I would take Slytherin, honestly, but I feel in my heart that I'm Ravenclaw. Yesterday we were talking about Harry Potter houses, me and my stepkids and um my oldest stepson said, You remember I'm a Hufflepuff? And I was like, Yeah, that's right. And um then my stepdaughter said something about, and what am I? And I, and I was like, You're a Slytherin. And she was like, oh. <laughs> she was so offended. And I was like, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't I said, take no, like I wouldn't I, I wouldn't say that it's offensive. I just feel like I'm a Ravenclaw. But my daughter Yeah, but you know. You know how many people think that that's offensive? Yeah, I know. Like, I'm just like, look, it's not, no, some, like, I had a history professor. What is the, there's a screenplay that was written after about Harry Potter's son. And I forget the name of it. I even read it and it was so good. And I don't like, I don't like reading like screenplays, but The Cursed Child. Mm, Yeah. So good. If like, if you're into Harry Potter and you haven't read that screenplay or play, whatever it, it is, it, it's, it's good. And, and you'll understand what I mean when I say Slytherin isn't so bad. Right. So, well, I had a history professor, um, who was Slytherin and proud and she was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Okay. Yeah. And your turn. Okay. I think I'm just going to mention a few more and, but I'll do it really quick. That way we can move on to TV shows. I only have, I only have one more. Go, you do your last one then. Okay. Wizard of Oz. Hello. Oh, of course. Of course. Iconic. And I, we've been, I've been watching it since I was really little. So I'm with you on that. Yeah. I mean, the original Wizard of Oz was made in 1939, which was probably one of my first introductions into witches period. Yes. I mean, it, it, young, I mean kid, mm-hmm. we were shown wizard of Oz probably by the time we were four or five years old. Oh, definitely. Yeah. All right. I'm done with my movies. Okay. One is called, and it's fairly recent. It's called the love witch. And it's very, it's based. It's a woman based in the seventies. It's very like retro, like kitschy, um, kind of, it's very stereotypical though. And I don't want to give it all away, but it's cheesy as well. It's very cheesy, but I loved the decor and like the vintage outfits and the whole dumb concept of it basically. So it's entertaining at least. And then I also just wanted to mention Chronicles of Narnia and Lord of the Rings as movies, even though they're not solely based on witches they have a lot of obvious fantasy magical elements and influenced me greatly as a child which i think we'll get to maybe a little more um in the literature part Mm. are we gonna tell folks like witchy movies that we didn't like um yeah we can talk about a few well we can just I don't think that we need to like expand on these. We can just give a list and be like, look, we didn't like these. <laughs> Go first. Uh, th- okay. So I know it's had a reboot, but the witches, the original one with Angelica oh. Houston, dude, that was like a horror movie for me as a kid. Pretty terrifying. 
Yeah. But also My kids are scared of that movie. <laughs> yeah. And also, uh, that's like the, the, it was written by a children's author. For a while doll or whatever yeah. his name. For a while doll. However you say it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like he but hated I still, children. <laughs> yeah. And for anybody who's been listening for any length of time <laughs> to other podcasts knows that I have this weird oh. aversion nice. I know. So it. You, yeah. So if you have a thing with mice, which is not for you. Oh, <laughs> no. Nope. Okay. Your turn. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's a more recent take on Gretel and Hansel. Mm. It's a horror flick. Just no. Just, Just no. no. <laughs> it started out really good and I was really into it. And I'm like, yeah, got it, got it. And at the end, I was like, nope. <laughs> mm. Just dumb, bad writing. There's tattoos on a person that don't even reflect witchcraft in the least. It was just badly thought through. And that's all I'm going to say. Hmm. <laughs> you. Go. Okay. Huh? Did you have any more that you don't like? No. Uh-uh. That's okay. the only one that I really was like, this is like hands down. This is it. <laughs> I got a couple more, but I'll just say one more. The new, the conjuring, the devil made me do it. Oh, see, I don't watch horror movies. Oh, okay. I do. I love horror movies. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> movies I love. I think they're so scary. The last one was meh, and there's a witch in it, not to ruin it for anybody, but it's very much cliche, satanic. Oh, she's like, I don't know. It was just, it was too cliche for me. You know what I mean? There was not much inspiration, like right it just wasn't inspirational it wasn't based on folklore it was just like wah i don't know so yeah moving on okay shall we go All to right. TV series yes tv series and go you first well, well we say tv series but what we really mean in this day and age is netflix disney plus um stan yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> any streaming service series of whatever right yeah okay you want me to go first yeah go ahead okay so the first one i have on my list is outlander mm. i didn't even have it on my list and that is like sacrilege I know. because i'm currently like binging the third season i know and sadly outlander is not a series i've been able to get into yet because I have tried watching it multiple times and I can't get past the third episode because it's so slow. It is slow. You have to push through. You got to push through. Just put it on as like background noise. And at some point you're <laughs> like, witches, what? And you'll be like really into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that one is on Netflix. Yes. And yes, I just, it's really good. I love it. I will say that there are, I'll admittedly, there are some episodes that are slow and you're going to kind of tune out a little bit, but then it'll draw you back in. Mm. It's worth it. Okay. Duly noted. Yeah. All right. So what's your first one? I feel like you're going to agree with it. This, but the witches of East end. Yes, girl. I am so pissed off that they took that off the air. Yeah, I know. Because it was, re- I thought it was really good. It was really good. And they took it off the air just as you were like finding out 
how these women were witches. Yeah, I felt like the first season was better than the second, though, if I'm being honest. But mm, yes, I would agree with you there. But I thought the ending of the second season was better than the first. Yeah, I could see that too. And then they're like, that's it, folks. <laughs> I know. And the actresses were good as well. Yeah, like, I, ugh, it's frustrating when they do that. Yeah, I agree. How about you? Yeah. And I think. Well, I also think Witches of East End, I think you can find that on Netflix as well. There's oh, only two seasons. Oh, uh, no. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it went, That's but you can't it. find it anymore. Well, you'll have to Google it then. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. What about, go ahead. Do you have another one? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say this anyways. I'm as disappointed as everyone else out there at the end of this, but game of Thrones. Yeah. The end of it was complete crap and disappointing. And yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. But I think game of Thrones was extremely original, extremely creative and very pagan. Oh yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's, it's a fantasy series. It's not necessarily based around, you know, witches and witchcraft. Um, there is a witch There's in religious the religious aspects to it though. Yeah. Right. Like, but the whole, yeah, the whole religious system, um, is polytheistic. Um, they have, you know, even like when they say marriage vows, they talk about, you know, father, son, warrior, et cetera, et cetera. So yes, game of Thrones. Did you, I also, I got excited in that series. And again, not to spoil it. So I haven't seen it. I'm going to try not to, but you know, whatever, you know, fast forward. Um, the part where they start, start talking about the, I don't remember what she called it now, but the fire king or the fire God or whatever. Oh yeah. The sorceress in it, you know, I got Melisandre. so excited. I was like, Oh, <laughs> Huh. that part yeah, excited that, me huh yeah melisandra she was bad a you know that word i'm not gonna say it because i can't cuss but yeah she was but, probably my favorite character how about you i don't know i kind of thought she was me because what like in the end well, she had ass again <laughs> yeah but when i was watching it i analyze things that I watch. And so, um, I took it to mean that she was monotheistic religion coming in and yeah. And so I was like, "Mm, no, still (laughs) power was amazing. And yeah, I mean, I mean the the fantastical (laughs) elements of her character were awesome. Um, but like I said, I, I symbolically what she, I, what I took her to mean turned me off of her character. I got what you're saying. And I do remember what you're saying. And, but on that note, I think that you need to watch the last kingdom. And I think that you promised me that you would. Yes. But if you have not, and this is for our listeners, if you have not watched The Last Kingdom on Netflix, there's four seasons right now. You need to watch it, please. Like there's obviously a lot of, there's, it's a medieval 
Um, no, pre-medieval actually. So it's pre-medieval England. Uh, no, Viking Age. I'm sorry, I'm getting my time periods all mixed up. Viking Age England. Okay, so we have the Saxons and there's some of like the Celtic Britons left over, but it's mostly Saxon England, Ang Anglo-Saxon England. And the Vikings are coming over and, you know, conquering and settling some of the spaces. And it's like a battle of, there's a bunch of different like controversies going on in this show, but there's a big one is religion. And it's the old ways versus the new ways. And the new way is obviously Christianity. Mm. But yeah, there's mention of a lot of the old gods. There's mention of Odin or Woden, according to the Saxons, Thor or Donar. I mean, there's a, and the main character is always going through this struggle because he's, again, not to spoil it, but he's pagan at heart. And a lot mm. of the people around him are, you know, have converted to the new religion. Not I would say majority of the people around him converted and they're all like, Oh, you must take the new faith. And he's like, screw this, you know, like I'm a pagan. It's really good. <laughs> Got it. Well, yes, I did promise that I would watch it. So by the end of the year, I will watch uh, it. Listen, and the dude isn't bad, like on the eyes, you know, <laughs> a couple of the guys actually aren't bad on the eyes. And if you're a guy, there's some girls that are nice looking at it. Yeah. Hopefully I sold it. Watch the last kingdom. <laughs> There's a fifth season coming out and I'm dying to see it. I keep watching and watching for it. And by the way, too, if you have English ancestors, you'll love it because there's a lot of historical aspects in it that actually happen. There's King hmm. Alfred the Great, who was obviously a very uh, famous historical figure in English hmm. history. There's a lot of people in it that you'll, you know, that you might recognize. It's important in different aspects. So watch it. And Laura will too. <laughs> I will. <laughs> okay. What's your go? Okay. So my next one is this one is on Amazon. It's exclusive to Amazon Prime, I believe. Um, it is Carnival Row. If you have not seen Carnival Row, it is about the Fae and basically it's about how it's about the wars, um, between the Fae and humans, um, and how essentially they get wiped out. Um, but they, but they don't get all the way wiped out. They get basically, um, put into carnival row, mm -hmm. um, as second-class citizens type deal. So if you have elemental soul origins, if you are interested in the Fae, this is a really good one to watch. It is not um, Tinkerbell fluffy fairies. Um, this is like actual Brian Froud real stuff. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, I, we wanted, my husband and I try to watch it, but I think the kids like came in and we got distracted. We forgot about it, but it looks really good. Oh yeah, definitely not something to watch with the kids. There's explicit sexual material. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, that's why we turn it off. Yeah, as is Game of Thrones for anybody that hasn't seen that. And Last <laughs> Kingdom too. Yeah. yeah. And Vikings, which was the next one I was going to talk about. Oh, I love that show. I haven't even watched it all the way through. I've only watched a few seasons, but I need to go back to it. 
Well, I haven't seen the last season yet because for some reason they haven't put it out on anywhere. Um, <laughs> so I don't know what the deal with that is, but I loved that show. I, um, it's funny. Like when we first started watching it years ago, my husband would be like, you just want to watch it because the hot guys. Now I'm like, I found a link to, in my family tree to Ragnar. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I should start watching Vikings. And he's like, really? Cause the guys I'm like, actually he's my ancestor. And that's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least your BFF isn't, you know, didn't tell you that the, you know, the guy that plays Ragnar, she made out with him before he was famous. And you're like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's pretty nuts. I was like, excuse me? I'll be honest with you. I was never really attracted to that guy. Um, Of all of the Vikings. He was kind of a, a D word a little bit. <laughs> um, Douchebag? That's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying that my ancestor wasn't also the D word because probably so, but you know. Um, you know, oddly enough, and you know, people who have watched Viking, they're going to hate me for this, but, um, looks wise. I always thought Ivar was the best looking. Yeah. Yeah. I thought there was other really good looking guys in that show that the main character was, it's not why I'm watching it is the point, you know, correct. Amundo. No, I really love that religion and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And so the story of Vikings revolves around Ragnar Lothbrok, who is basically, um, I don't know if it's Danish or yeah, he's Danish. Swedish. Yeah. Okay. So it's Danish folklore um, because there's a whole saga about Ragnar Lothbrok and his adventures and his sons and et cetera. Um, yeah. So, and I found it to be pretty accurate to the actual folklore but i've seen i i can't i need to watch it further but i just stopped and then i i did my family tree and i found him in my family tree and i was like i had a family member come over on the other side and i was like hey do you know the show vikings and she was like yeah i'm like look at this <laughs> <laughs> i don't i'm sorry i'm on my soapbox now but anyway it's okay. a good show if you haven't watched it watch it moving on what else do you have so this one isn't even out yet. Um, you can YouTube search for the trailer. It's called Wheel of Time. It's also a book series. Um, from what I understand, it's a really long book series. I think there's like 12 books or something. But essentially, this one's about women having magic. Cool. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much all I know about it. Like I said, you can Google the trailer. It looks really cool um yeah okay because we need to still hit music which i feel like is going to be a lengthy topic and i think books and games i'm just going to list the rest of mine quickly so people can know okay um the old sabrina the teenage witch i say old i mean the 90s yep um loved it yeah exactly buffy the vampire slayer because willow is in it she's a witch American Horror Story, the third season specifically, it's called Coven. A lot of people loved didn't like it. it. I loved it. 
I loved it. There is a series on Prime that's based on the Neil Gaiman book called American Gods. Oh, yeah. Is really good. But I will say that there were parts that I felt like Odin was portrayed incorrectly. But I mean, it is fiction. fiction, So we'll let it slide. (laughs) We'll say inaccurately. Inaccurately. Yes. Thank you. Sorry. Incorrectly. Inaccurately. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I also have a discovery of witches, which I believe is on crud. I can't remember if it's prime or I don't know, HBO or something. Also, there is a reboot of Sabrina, the teenage witch where Sabrina is the mom. I think that looks awesome. And that's coming out. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. Let's talk music. Yes. I think everyone can agree, and if you don't agree, then I don't know what's wrong with you, that we all love Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac. Yes, queen. Yes. Favorite songs for me, and I'm, maybe you will can add to this or you agree, I love Belladonna, Gypsy, Rhiannon, Rooms on Fire, Crystal, Dreams, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then I added Planets of the Universe. Sorcerer, Gold Dust Woman. What? Planets of the Universe and Sorcerer. Why have I never heard these songs? What? Girl, you gotta look them up. Crud. Apparently I'm missing out. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Now I have, okay. When we get off here, I'm going to send you links to go listen to it. Just do. I don't know why I don't know these. That's that's terrible. (laughs) Second on, on your music list. Okay. So just know that Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac rock, and that's not up for debate. Moving on. Next, what do you got? Um, okay, so this kind of ties into your next one, I think. But you go ahead and give your next one because I have something to add under that. Okay, my next one is Florence and the Machine. I love Florence and the Machine. I'm addicted to everything Florence and the Machine. I can listen, and I don't listen to a lot of albums all the way through anymore because that's just not the day and age we live in. But with her stuff, I will put on all of her albums and just listen to them straight through. Right. There's a lot of occult and magical, all of it is really occult and magical themed. And if you don't, if you can listen to something like her music and not hear that, then there's something wrong with you because it's littered throughout it. So what I have to add to that would be that pre Florence in the machine. Like, I think that like the gen X version of Florence in the machine, the gen X early millennial, um, Damn it, early millennial, damn it. And, and, uh, or zennial or whatever you want to call us. Um, Tori Amos was a huge witchy musical influence for me. She's another one of those. You can listen to whole albums and there's something about her music. That's just, I don't know, esoteric occult. Mm-hmm. Um, some Bjork. of the songs, huh? Bjork. Bjork. Yeah. <laughs> you think she sounds like Bjork? No. I'm saying she's from that sort of era and she's very, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Um, silent all these years, cornflake girl sleeps with butterflies, sort of fairy tale leather. Those are all really great songs. Um, and I saw Tori Amos perform live and it was in and of itself, a spiritual experience. I swear to God. I mean, the woman was literally playing like two pianos at once. Like she was straddling a piano bench and playing with one foot and one hand on each piano and singing at the same time. Okay. I mean, if that's not magical, I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Florence and the Machine actually redoes a version of Cornflake Girl. <laughs> it's not my favorite song, but <laughs> maybe. No, I think I think my favorite. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite, but yeah, I don't know. It'd be a tie. I've seen Florence and the Machine in concert and she's also amazing. She's super energetic, but she's sweet spirited. And the mm -hmm. way she like dances and twirls around the stage, she's always wearing like a um, ethereal kind of white flowy nightgown type dresses. I don't know how to explain it. And um, favorite songs, I have many, but favorite songs of hers are Blinding, No Light, No Light, Never Let Me Go, Big God. And Rabbit Heart are probably some of the best. Mm, a lot yeah. of harp and violin, and it's just really good. I like um, Rabbit Heart. That's a really good one. Mm -hmm. um, I think another one is, I think she has a song called Cos Cosmos. Cosmic Love. Yeah, that one. I like that one. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm a diehard fan of hers. Like, you could tell me any song, and I'd be like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. Um, and mm. favorite pagan bands? Give me three and go. Omnia. <laughs> um, this is gonna sound really weird, but Evanescence—they were really big in my practice at one point. I don't think that's weird. I think it makes sense um celtic woman love them but also i like modern stuff as well like trevor hall nico bear rising appalachia love all those guys oh i'm gonna have to write those down i don't know any of those <laughs> what oh, no. girl nope okay your turn go for me okay high lung mm -hmm. powerful stuff super super powerful Chanting of runes and everything. Um, Wardruna. Yes. Ivor. Um, yes. My husband loves Ivor. She's amazing. And Danheim. I know you love Danheim. Yes. Who doesn't? Right. Exactly. And Lorena McKinnett. Everybody loves her. Of course. Of course. Um, and I feel like there's also just ambient music and and stuff that you like to have on in the background um while you're doing like your morning or daily rituals etc so what would those be for you i have the harry potter soundtrack the mm. lord of the Rings soundtrack the last kingdom because i is actually on that mm, yes Oh, Peter Gundry's compositions. Mm, the Viking soundtrack is good also. 
Oh yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. Fever Ray. They're really good too. I tend to listen to Enya, um, Lindsay Sterling, which she is a violin, uh, player. Um, Mm -hmm. not a lot of her songs have lyrics, so that's really, um, ambient, a myth, a mythstium ocean lab delirium. Those are all pretty good background aesthetic mood setting music. Yes. Good deal. Okay. All right. Books. Go ahead. Books. Okay. I will say that for me, the Chronicles of Narnia were a big influence on me as a kid. Admittedly, Jadis was my favorite character growing up. And I actually have an armoire that I inherited from my grandmother that I used to imagine was the wardrobe as a kid. (laughs) The one which is was obviously recommended to me by you, Alora, of course. That's right. (laughs) And just two more of my favorites, Garden Spells by Sarah Addison Allen. Mm. Phenomenal book. And obviously Lord of the Rings. Very cool. Um, the only, uh, well, familiar spirits, which you wrote, (laughs) thank you. Uh, the sweep series by Kate Tiernan. Mm -hmm. That one is really good. That is uh, mainly a Wiccan story. Um, here at the Harry Potter series, of course. And then there's another one that I haven't read yet, but it's called conjure women, um, that I do want to read pretty badly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let us wrap it up with maybe just like a video or board game. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So go, do you have any video games that you feel are witchy or pagan related? Oh yeah. A couple. So there's, um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's really historically accurate. Um, very pagan. Um, and also there is one, uh, it's, I, I believe it's called Hellblade. Um, and it's basically the story of a Viking chick who is basically going insane. <laughs> it's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a horror, um, game video game for Xbox. So, um, cause like when you're out questing and stuff, like you start hearing voices, like voices start coming through the speakers but it's supposed to be in her brain (laughs) like yeah it's pretty creepy that is creepy the psychological thriller that's what i should say okay that makes sense wow all right what about you i don't have any video games i just have a board game that i wanted to mention from the 90s it's no longer uh being produced it's called the tales of the crystals it's sort of like dungeons and dragons but it's for younger kids I love this (laughs) game as a 10 to like 11 year old. It's like you play pretend it's a role-playing kind of game. I used to dress up and act like one of the, one of the Fae. And I actually wrote an article on this and how you can recreate the game for yourself without having to actually find a copy because they're kind of expensive now to find like a vintage copy of it. Yeah. Wow. I can imagine. super fun. Yeah. If it's from the nineties, finding things from the nineties is difficult. (laughs) especially if it was like alternative or from a subculture, things like that. Mm -hmm. It's worth it though. It's, it's so much fun. All right. Let's wrap this show up. Shall we? Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. 
We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Witchy Entertainment. And if you haven't checked out our Facebook group, go on over and request a membership at the Otherworldly Oracle group. We have a crap ton of information there for you to explore, but we also welcome you to check out our website where you can search for articles on witchy movies, pagan music, and anything else your little witchy heart desires. Don't forget to pay a visit to my website at alorarain.com. I'm now offering tarot readings, numerology, and soul origin profiles, as well as mentorships and a special subscription service to our sister podcast, Mimir's Well. And remember, whether you're in the land of the Fae or the land of the ancestors, stay otherworldly.